Welcome to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast. In this episode, we answer our students' questions and share information about yoga therapy and meditation with the intention of creating a new paradigm in wellness. Shanti, hello friends, welcome. And this week we're going to be looking uh, at asana or physical practice. Now, I'm guessing that not all, but most of uh, people watching this course, you know, are interested in yoga and maybe got interested, you know, by doing asana. And asana is definitely, as you know, the most popular um, sort of uh, form of yoga. Um, as we also know now, or we already knew, it's not the whole thing, um, but it does play a really important role. And we're gonna talk today about how we um, kind of gear our practice for the body that we're in. So, you know, this is near and dear to my heart. I look around and I see all the yoga practices going on in studios, and I notice that they, they don't fall into too many different categories. Um, and yoga keeps getting harder and harder and harder and more intense. Um, which is fine for some people, but not for others. So uh, this week we're going to be looking at really discovering for ourselves um, what asana can do for us in, in different ways. And we're mostly going to be looking at that um, through, the, uh, through the doshas, so the vata, pitta, kapha. Um, so now that we're into that first kosha, the question is, you know, which one of those do we want to affect? Um, and, and that's going to be our mission. Like, how do we balance vata, pitta, kapha in our physical body? So, one thing to realize is that um, each practice, whether it's geared at balancing vata, pitta, or kapha, will affect us differently. And we will often have different needs depending on either the day, or the week, or the month, or the season, or the time in our life. So, there's a lot of different things that can um, really affect uh, which dosha might be out of more out of balance. Or do we need to balance vata more, pitta more, or kapha more? And this gets a little confusing because you often hear people talking about, well, I'm a pitta or I'm a uh, vata. And what that really means, among some other things, but for our purposes, what that really means is that I go out of balance usually in this way. So, um, once we figure out how we usually go out of balance, we could figure out kind of what we usually need. And if we stay attentive, we'll notice if that practice is serving us. And then, of course, if it's not serving us, we will um, do a different practice that serves us more. So as yogis, we have to be flexible. Uh, in the yoga world, I think there's a lot of uh, rigidity around physical practice, and that definitely is great. Um, discipline is definitely a part of yoga. Um, but you also have to be flexible and really always be very focused on how the practice is affecting you. So let's look at, let's, let's look at um, the quality of each type of practice we could do. Let's look at each dosha and um, what we might be looking for to balance it. So let's start with vata. So with vata, you know, vata, uh, it's the most likely dosha to become unbalanced. So in the physical body, it is, is very likely to become unbalanced. In all the bodies, it is likely to become unbalanced. So um, it's always moving. Um, and 
What's interesting about that is that if you go unbalanced with the other doshas, you'll most likely go unbalanced with vata. So I would say it is most likely that vata will be a positive, a vata balancing practice would be a positive experience for you in some way. Most likely, not always, but usually. Um, now, when you're doing asana, physical movement, to balance vata dosha, right, you would want to really focus on your breath. And um, while you're doing vata practice, you probably want to e either be moving with your breath, that would be the first step, and the second step would be um, working with ujjayi breath or wave breath. There's a lot of ways, uh, names for that breath, but usually you hear it as ujjayi. And that's basically closing your glottis. And that's really there to focus you and to slow down your breath. So the breath goes in and out of your nose. So you could try that. The belly goes in as you breathe out and expands as you breathe in. And then the only other thing is maybe you tuck your chin a little or you just close your glottis so you have that little like a husky or Darth Vader kind of sound. So it sounds like this. But it's not quite that loud. So you'd be able to hear it to yourself, but maybe the person next to you wouldn't be able to hear it. But you're slowing down the breath, breathing in, in and out of the nose. And the reason I'm mentioning this here is because that's the key quality that will help balance vata even in asana. So in asana, right? We're going to move and breathe with our breath, maybe do ujjayi breath. Um, and as you do this, this will bring the vata element back home. And um, if you're very imbalanced in vata, you will feel a huge effect. And if you're more minorly balanced in vata, you'll feel a more minorly effect, minor effect. And if you're pitta and vata imbalanced, you'll feel better, but you'll feel like I got to do something else too, maybe. So those are all the possibilities. So um, the practice I, I gave you here, um, as you moving and breathing and moving and breathing and moving and breathing, you're going to say moving and breathing, sinking the body with the breath that will ground you ground the Vata in the physical body. It'll make your physical body, um, uh, feel good. You'll, you'll notice that there's not a lot of like long holds and strengthening. There's not a lot of massive stretching. Um, it's sort of a middle ground or light on those things. And it's all about moving and breathing. And if you do that, um, at the end of the practice, um, you'll notice that your vata is balanced and all those swirling thoughts, right, um, are settled. And if you have any um, vata issues in the physical body, especially stuff relating down into your pelvic area, um, you'll notice that helps with that. So if you have like uh, chronic issues, uh, constipation, uh, irregular uh, menses, things like that, you will notice that might help you in the physical body. But the main thing is that you will feel way more grounded. So that's what you want out of your Vata practice. You'll feel way more balanced and grounded. So most people will enjoy that, not everyone. Um, but if you need Vata balancing, if you work on the Vata practices, I think you'll find that you like it. Um, that's air and ether Vata. And then we look at pitta practice, and pitta, again, is, is fire, you could think of, it's fire and earth, and, um, sorry, fire and water. And, um, you know, the whole thing with balancing pitta, 
right, is to sort of catch up with the heat um, and then slowly bring it down so you can work with it. So unbalanced pitta is too much heat. And as I said last lecture, like type A personality. Um, in the physical uh, body, you know, when you have problems, you might have some problems with your digestive fire. Um, you might have um, some arthritic conditions or inflammatory conditions, too much fire, right? You might also just feel kind of feisty and angry all the time. When pitta is elevated, um, you get discrimination and you get, it's elevated to tejas. And that's more the energy um, of spiritual kind of uh, clarity. So um, when you're trying to work with this in the physical body, you have to do a very specific kind of practice. Um, there's a couple things to it. One is, dis is discriminating between the beneficial and the not beneficial. So one way to do that is to really feel yourself in your body. Um, one of the things you can do is notice the heat in your body and make sure that the heat is contained here to here and not rising into your neck and head. Um, so if you're doing that um, in class, if you're taking yoga classes now, if you're taking like a kick-ass class that's like kind of pumping up your pitta, right, and you feel really hot in your head, you're, you're actually doing too much and you're, you're imbalancing your pitta. So it can be detrimental and you're kind of moving towards uh, in the physical body an imbalance that might not be good for you. Now, just remember one thing, however, you know, pittas, you know, if you're a pitta imbalance, you'll probably like that. Like you're used to it. It'll feel like awesome. Um, but if you become a little more sensitive, you'll be able to realize that it actually doesn't feel as awesome as you thought. It actually makes you kind of crazy and really intense and maybe does some things to your body that aren't so great. So I'm not saying you want an easy practice when you are uh, practicing for pitta, but you want a practice that helps you sensitize the heat in your body. Maybe you catch up with your own pitta, so you do some stuff that builds heat, but not too much, and then you slowly bring it down. And as you learn to build heat and slowly bring it down and control it, right, you become more powerful. You get more tejas, you get more discrimination, and you become more powerful in your physical body. So, um, a, a, perfect, a perfect thing for a pitta person would be a whole bunch of sun salutes at a speed that doesn't allow the heat to come above here. So that is a perfect exercise. So you could try that if you're interested in balancing pitta. Um, in, the, in the course here, I give you another possibility where I had you doing another vinyasa, um, but similar idea, right, where you're moving and breathing. So I thought I'd just mention that. If you're going to class, see if you can match your speed and effort so that you're getting heat in here and then maybe you're working in the beginning of class and then you slowly bring it down and you should always at the end have your pitta contained so you should feel solid and calm at the end of your practice not pumped up like you just did a crazy workout even if you worked hard so that's pitta just some thoughts on that food for thought um, just to go back to vata for a minute right Vata, you should feel not swirly, right? Also grounded, like I did this practice. I feel super grounded, my body feels great. Pitta, I feel super grounded, I feel alive and engaged, but not too much, my body feels great. And then we've got Kapha. So Kapha, you can, I like to think of it as the earth element, it's earth and water. Um, so Kapha, you know, it's sort of the opposite of Vata, right, is that 
in that we get stagnant. So with Kafa, you know, you really want to get things moving. Um, and, you know, you can get a lot of symptoms in the physical body with stagnated Kafa, um, congestion, colds, asthma, um, diabetes, bloating, uh, medical weight gain, you know, stuff like that. Um, things around the heart and lungs, all Kafa imbalances. So um, to balance Kafa, we really have to move and work. And what you really want to do is uh, you want to work with the muscles and longer holds. So if you feel like your Kafa imbalance, you want to work with Kafa, it's, it's a long, steady holding. Um, it, it's also important that Kafa moves around to get rid of the stagnation. So you'll see in the practice I offer that there's moving and breathing combined with holds. So you move and breathe, move and breathe, and then hold. Move and breathe, move and breathe, and then hold. Um, it also might be uh, uh, helpful to open the chest area and get this area or body open because when cough is stagnant, right, uh, we get stuck here. So this is a depressed posture, right? So we try to counter that kind of mental activity with our physical body by opening through here. So what I've offered you in the, in the kapha practice is this moving and breathing and then holding, moving and breathing and then holding. When kapha is elevated, it becomes ojas. So in the physical body, it's that feeling, if you're a real asana uh, lover, um, it's that feeling when you're holding warrior two and you're holding it, you know, for a bunch of breaths and there's that moment where it's maybe hard at first and then it just feels great. Not like, ah, but just great. Like it makes you want to smile. Ojas. It's like the stuff of life. It's like, ah. Um, so those are the three practices we'll be working with. And what I want to leave you with is, is how to work with them. So... Um, what I'd like you to do this week is I would like you to um, sort of think about where you're imbalanced and maybe start with that practice. But I'd also like you to mess around with the other practices. So maybe try each one once and then notice how that practice makes you feel and how it affects you. And then, you know, really maybe uh, journal with that as well. So you have like a very clear understanding of what that practice did for you. And then um, you'll have a kind of map for the different types of practices you do. Now, if you go to class regularly, that's fine. Um, maybe don't go to class every day. And you know, think about these principles in your class. You could do that. Um, also notice if your class is overstimulating one of your doshas or really centering you in one of your doshas. And then also try these practices in between. The practices are short. Um, they're purposely short, so you could do experiments with them. Um, if you want to do longer versions, you could take the ideas and sort of run with them. I hope you um, balance your physical body. I hope you find what makes your physical body the most balanced. And um, what I wish for you is that at some point during this week or in the weeks to come, you will have the experience of your doshas elevating in your physical body so that you can feel um, the prana, you know, moving correctly and the uh, discrimination and the insight you need and, you know, the, the sort of love and juice of life. This episode was a recording taken directly from our free six-week course, Theoretically Balanced Yogi. 
You can join this free course now to learn the three dosha balancing sequences mentioned by Brandt during this episode. During this course, you will also dive deep into finding radical balance, not only in the physical body, but in all other layers of your being as well. Find the link to join the Radically Balanced Yogi in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a positive review, and sharing it with friends. For more information about our yoga therapy and meditation trainings and programs, visit breathingdeeply.com.